Welcome to Pass It On with CWR Talent. I'm Corinne Wintersay, and this is my podcast. At CWR Talent, we've dedicated this podcast to aspiring leaders and sharing the experiences of some of the most successful executives in my network. And it's not always the ones at the top. We'll speak to leaders of all styles and hear valuable advice on how to build a rewarding and meaningful career with resilience, tenacity, and balance. For those of you who know me, I've had the pleasure to work with and guide hundreds of the most gifted business leaders over the last 30 years in the hospitality and entertainment industries. My specialty, discover talent and pass it on. That's it. In simpler terms, I'm a headhunter with a twist. Join me and my very special guests for in-depth Q&A interviews covering our industry's challenges and the current market for talent. This is CWR and let's pass it on. Welcome to Pass It On. I'm CWR, and today I'd like to explore the evolution of the restaurant world and what it takes to succeed. We begin to see the fundamental changes to the restaurant industry taking shape, changes that will remain in place for the foreseeable future. Mostly everything people have ever thought of has been discussed already, written about, been rehashed or regurgitated into a new form. That's okay. It's all in the perspective, the time we live in, the delivery, and what it might mean to the listener today. Will it help our listeners learn something new? You bet it will. Sometimes it's just a matter of delivery or how it's presented, which can give you that click or aha moment needed to formulate your own new ideas to move forward in your chosen career of F&B or restaurants. Before dedicating my career to hospitality and entertainment and discovering talent for our clients within the wider high-end concept and Michelin star food and beverage sectors in various parts of the world, I grew up in the simple independent restaurant industry. My father owned and operated his own independent restaurants and enlisted us kids into the kitchen and office at a very young age. This industry has a personal place in my heart. I'm a foodie, and I support anyone who is passionate about this business. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. COVID-19 revealed the everyday activities many people took for granted until they were no longer an option, like eating out in a restaurant in a way that you used to. The pandemic has rocked the restaurant industry and showed just how agile it isn't. Faced with challenges, Hundreds of thousands of independent or chain restaurants around the world have permanently closed, including an estimated 70,000 in the USA alone as of January of this year. Restaurants had to quickly pivot to curbside pickup and delivery and adjust their menus and staffing in hopes of staying afloat. Now, a year and a half into the pandemic, we can see how the restaurant industry will be permanently changed by this moment in time. In many cases, the pandemic has been a chance for restaurants to innovate and find new creative ways to serve customers. It is what it is, and we must adapt to thrive. So how can the brands adapt? This health crisis has shown us that restaurants can't stay stagnant. They must be always looking for ways to innovate their service, menu, and experience. Restaurants who succeed will stay in tune with what matters to their customers and alter their experiences accordingly. 
for independent restaurants like my father owned and operated and like my uncle Bobby owned and operated. And today, like my cousin John has just opened during the pandemic in Pennsylvania. Without the backup and bank credit line of a big chain, they can't afford not to change. There is more at stake. These are the passionate, the owner-operators, from the mom-and-pop coffee shops to the sleek and slick fine dining restaurants like Big Finn Seafood Kitchen and Russell's on Lake Ivanhoe in Orlando, Florida. These are the backbones of the restaurant industry around the world. They must stay agile in everything from their staffing to their supply chain, focusing on cleanliness and delivering a reliable, trustworthy experience with some clever menus that will keep customers coming back long after the pandemic is over. It takes a very resilient and tough-minded individual to succeed in extreme adverse market and health conditions. I'm going to ask a very special guest to join me who will bring to you the passion of how to invest in a small restaurant group a year before the pandemic hit and not only survive, but to thrive, build back and be successful all while maintaining all of the new safety requirements and creating those knockout guest experiences all the same. Never give up should be his name. Adapt or die. My guest is Philippe Villain. Philippe is a veteran F&B expert and operator for his entire career in hospitality. Funny, we used to live literally 15 minutes from each other on Long Island, just before we moved to Paris, France and didn't even know it. Then we both landed at Disneyland Paris, and the rest is history. I know Philippe's career from his early beginnings in New York City with Meridian Hotels to his arrival at Disneyland Paris for the grand opening as a general manager who created the concept of the famous Chicago-style restaurant called The Steakhouse for Disneyland Paris's Disneyland Village in 1992. With its huge steakhouse glass meat lockers stocked with aging American beef at the opening, what a fantastic experience that was. Following a successful round of director roles at Disneyland Paris, Philippe was selected to spearhead the Planet Hollywood expansion into continental Europe with the openings in France of the iconic Champs-Élysées flagship, the Disneyland Paris Satellites Restaurant, their venture into the cinema capital of Cannes, with many other locations across Europe culminating in his takeover of the role of VP operations from head offices in Orlando. After nine years at the head of this theme restaurant chain, Philippe successfully served another nine years, still within food and beverage, however, within the world of contract catering, at Aramark as vice president of amphitheaters, convention centers, and finally with Compass as senior vice president for Wolfgang Puck Catering in California. As it were, Events conspired to produce a unique opportunity for Philippe to invest with a partner and acquire a restaurant group and make it grow. I had been telling him for years he was born to do this, before, during, and after COVID, to survive and thrive. He is the president of VO Hospitality, based in Orlando, Florida. Okay, aspiring leaders and mentors I'd like to bring on to pass it on, one of the most determined leaders I've ever known, and I'm honored to call him my friend, Philippe Villain. Welcome, Philippe, to Pass It On, and thank you for taking the time to jump in today. Well, welcome to the show, Philippe. I'm glad you could join us. Thank you, Corrine. Pleasure, as always, to speak with you uh, and share some time with you. 
So, Philippe, I've outlined to our listeners the path of your very interesting career has taken up until now. First, let's jump right into the deep end of the pool and talk about the day you finally decided to take the plunge and become the owner-operator I always knew you should be. Tell me about that day, and what were you doing when you finally realized that this was the moment? <laughs> well, Corrine, I guess, uh, as you said, that day was a long time coming. Um, but it takes a lot uh, to build up and to be sure that, uh, that you have everything organized and ready and, and that the timing is right. Uh, I guess you might call me uh, uh, more of a planner <laughs> than the average bear, but uh, I was really waiting to make sure that I had everything in my tool belt. So uh, you're, you're, uh, you're a music lady, Corrine. Uh, so I kind of, kind of, I kind of feel like Johnny Cash, where uh, yeah. I, could, I could sing. I've been everywhere, man. You have been everywhere. Tell us about that, about your career. I mean, this is just a fabulous career you've had. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it all started as you said earlier uh, in New York City, and that old saying: uh, "If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere." You know, I, I loved my twelve years in in New York City. It was it was fantastic. One of the best moments in my life and worked in some fabulous places. I've had, you know, I've had, I've had a, a wonderful career, uh, absolutely loved everything from, you know, my New York days to going back to Europe for, um, for Euro Disney and then uh, opening all the restaurants for Platinum Hollywood uh, in, in Europe uh, and internationally. Uh, and then back to the U S uh, with different companies and different F and B organizations. So, a lot of fantastic places, loved it all, really uh, was exposed and got to share in some beautiful businesses. And, you know, pretty important, Corrine, I, I, I count my blessings and, and I'm very thankful and grateful for all this inspiring leaders and peers uh, that I've got to know over the years. You know, you don't just learn from mentors and bosses, uh, you learn from, from everybody every day. So, uh, I, I'm blessed and thankful for all that. As you know, um, it's you know, and I've and I've by the way bumped into um, you know some places that I probably wouldn't ever want to move back to again. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> and, sure of that. Uh, and, and we've all bumped in and seen uh, our share of uh, uh, slightly less than ethical and honest people uh, as well out there. So. I think all the all the experiences are are priceless and they're they're all crucial to to knowing to absolutely knowing without a doubt what you want to do, where you want to do it, uh, and most importantly, with who you want to do business. Um, yeah, so very important. I know uh, you know you were bugging me or coaching me or leading me to, <laughs> to do this every year for the past. <laughs> For the past 25 years, but let's just say that maybe I'm a slow learner and I just was uh, making sure that I had uh, all my ducks in a row. Um, so, you know, I finally got to the point where I really felt that, that I was ripe and ready and that I had uh, gotten all the experiences and all the, the acumen that I wanted. You know, you, you had told me a uh, hundred times, if it's not more, um, to just do it, but you can only really do it. Uh, when you get to that point for yourself. Uh, so if that makes any sense. Uh, and I think that point came for me when I was, when I had decided and I was, uh, I was absolutely totally ready 
to just put all my energy and maximize my passion for the love of this business uh, that I have. So I, I, I was ready to do all that. Um, and I was, and I was uh, you know, on a mission to create something um, unique, uh, special, and really had a, a lot of meaning. Um, to me, I, I love this industry. Um, I, I love people. I love the people business. Um, and to create a place also uh, with a culture of, of honesty and respect. Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of companies say, um, you know, where we are, where the best people want to work, uh, people first, you know, the best employer. Uh, I say bullfrog. Um, you know, it gets, lo- it gets lost in a lot of places. Um, there's organizations have a lot of people that um, musical chairs. They 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 change the 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 tagline a bit, or they put in their own flavor on it, and, and things sometimes get lost. Um, you and I have had the the pleasure of seeing uh, a few companies where it really does work, and and their culture really has that focus, and it sticks. And it goes all the way down through the organization, and that's yeah, sure. just, that's just beautiful magic when it's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think what's also important is um, is you know I, I, I love this business. I, I thought about it. I, I was ready to go do my own thing, and I thought, well, I'm not an insurance salesman, so I'm not going to go do that. <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> I'm not smart enough to be a banker, so I'm not going to do that. Um, so what what do I know and what do I know with my eyes closed? Uh, and what do I love? And, and, and it's this business, Corrine. So I think you have to be uh, when you're going to make this jump, because, you know, while you're while you're, uh, you know, in wonderful career and with wonderful companies and you're getting nice, comfortable compensation packages all that's very lovely, right? But um, it, it's a big step to to give up all that, um, and, and really, you know, there's a there's a transition time where you give up all those luxuries, um, and before you actually start your business and it starts returning money back to you, um, there's a bit of a gap. So you, you have to be prepared for that. Um, you also have to be organized enough to know. Um, how to how to minimize or monetize that gap and not spend uh, too long sitting on the sidelines, right? Correct. So, um, so yeah, it's about what your passion is. Do that, um, and and it can be whatever it is. It may be doing what you've been doing for the last thirty years, or it may be something else that you really have a hundred percent passion for. Um, and I think you know, I've I've I found I always knew it to be that way. Um, but, uh, but I love every minute of every day. Um, and, and that's just really the, the, the way I wanted to, uh, continue the next part of my career. Well, so you've not just done the usual thing, Philippe, and opened one restaurant of your own, like thousands do every year. That's already intense enough, but you went much bigger with four restaurants to start, go bigger, go home. <laughs> well, um, I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess. I started all this um, in January of 2020, so um, things really uh, blew up for you guys in Europe. But uh, here in the States, um, the stuff really hit the fan in March. 
Yeah, it so, was March here too. March everywhere. Yeah. So, um, so as I was, um, you know, trying to acquire some of these businesses in in December of nineteen and January of twenty twenty, um, you know, there there was there was a lot out there, and and as you know, Kareen, uh, it still is uh, eight out of ten restaurants or new restaurants. Uh, wind up closing in their first 18 months. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you do have to be careful. But, um, you know, why why, why uh, start off that way? I, I think it's a two-pronged answer, Corrine. I think, um, you know, one thing is that I have as much passion and energy, um, I'd, I'd like to say, uh, as I did when I was in my 20s. <laughs> and and mm. I, think, I think, honestly, I would be absolutely bored with just uh, one box with four walls. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can make uh, great money and, and, and be very uh, uh, professionally satisfied with, uh, with a fantastic business. But um, I, I just would, wouldn't have just done all this for just one place. And um, secondly, <clears throat> I think, as you know, from my, from my background, you know, you and I have been friends and talked forever. Um, you know, I've, I've managed uh, companies or parts of companies uh, that, that amount up to uh, probably about a half a billion uh, dollars in, in annual revenue. So, hmm. so I've been used to maybe um, a, a decent size of, of business and, and stuff on my plate. Um, you know, this, this last 2020 year, as, uh, as terrible as it was for a lot of uh, restaurant businesses, and, and I think you mentioned earlier about uh, the more than 70,000 restaurants that closed permanently uh, in, in yeah. the U.S. anyways, um, you know, that uh, as tragic as that was of a year in 2020, uh, it was lined with, with a lot of silver linings and a lot of opportunities. As, as some go away, um, it's an opportunity for, for the new players to come in. And yeah. I, I think, the, you know, I think the ones, it, it was kind of a, almost um, a, a natural selection, that, you know, the ones that um, didn't innovate or were doing the same old thing um, or, or didn't really have a sharp proposition value or something innovative and, and, and exciting, um, they're gone and they're pretty much gone permanently. Um, mm. you, know, you and I talked about uh, buffet restaurants, um, you know, th there's definitely a market segment for them but mm -hmm. they were probably the hardest hit. Um, yeah. And the biggest thing also along with that is um, obviously the financial side. And, uh, you know, all those, uh, all those groups that were <clears throat> underfunded or had too much debt structure, uh, that just uh, crushed them and, 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 and out the door they went. Um, so anyways, there, there was a lot of uh, opportunity abounding. Um, I started all this two months before um, before March 2020, and um, you know, as I had bought the first sports bars, um, everything was going great. They were they were doing fantastic, um, and, and I was fine tuning them and 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 improving the quality, the product, and the and the value to the guest and the consumer. Um, and then in January, um, I, I got the very fortunate chance to to buy and acquire uh, Big Fin Seafood uh, in Orlando. So I know to, um, to anyone who hasn't visited Orlando, um, uh, that may not resonate <laughs> with them, but it's, uh, it's a staple. It has been voted uh, the best seafood for eight years running. Um, it's been around for 11 years. 
um, you know, Zoe and I, it was, it was our favorite restaurant when we moved back from Paris um, over here to, to Orlando. So we always loved it. I always had my eye on it. I never thought I'd get a chance to buy it, um, but I did. And so um, it was just more a question of, of, of opportunities that came at the right time. Um, and it's, uh, it's the old adage, uh, seize it when you can, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that, that's how we went on to that. Um, and then, uh, you know, another restaurant um, during that, that, uh, that tumultuous time went out of business. It's a, it's a fabulous location. It's right on one of the downtown lakes in, in downtown Orlando. Uh, it's the most beautiful location you could have ever seen. The restaurant, as it was, um, wasn't doing well. It wasn't very uh, attractive. But the location was just five star. And so, um, again, that was just a, 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 an opportunity to, uh, to pick something up there. Um, so, uh, you know, we did that. And, and, uh, and that's how all those business kind of added on to each other. Let's talk a bit about VO Hospitality. Tell our listeners about the different concepts, the restaurants and retail operations that are operating in the group today. And I hear the lovely Mrs. Zoe Villon is back in the restaurant business as well. Zoe had uh, quite the career in restaurants here herself in France and in hotels. Uh, will this become a, a, a total family affair with the boys as well? Or my dad dragged us into it when we were young. Why should they escape? <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see. Uh, time will tell if it becomes a um, a family affair uh, or, and how how far uh, the rest of the uh, family goes with it. But um, you know, going through all the, the the different businesses, as you know from uh, our old New York City days, um, I grew up in 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 the five star you know gastronomic side of, of food and beverage, uh, and I've always carried that um, that top quality outlook to everything that that I do. So um, we are going to be opening. Uh, days from now, two new restaurants uh, on in South Orlando, uh, which is Willie's Original, a uh, brown set, and uh, the other, which is uh, French Wood Fired, which is a, uh, a sourmet pizza concept. You know, both of, both of those are kind of, um, you know, what you'd call the the, the fast casual uh, set. Um, you know, the Willie's Original will compete, you know, right in that uh, burger fry concept range. And wood fired will be more of, of gourmet pizza. We have, you know, the real, you know, 900 degree uh, stone ovens, and and wow. uh, we've already got our our dough that's already eight months old that we, you know, we're getting ready. So, um, w- whether it's whether it's fine dining or whether it's burgers and pizzas, um, we're going to do them uh, to be the best you've ever had. So, um, you know, as I said earlier, uh, Big Fin. Big Fin. Is, is dining in itself, although it's it's pretty relaxed. Uh, you know that that part of Orlando uh, is very close to Disney, and it's very close to the tourist corridor and also the convention center. Um, you know, Russell's is is uh, what we'd call probably more boutique and 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 gastronomic uh, dining world, but it, it's fine dining uh, only from the quality of food and and the and the quality and execution of of attention to detail and service. But hey, we we all know we're in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it's definitely a, a relaxed, <laughs> casual uh, uh, Florida setting. Um, the, the sports bars are, are great. They're they're uh, they're kind of upscale. We you know I wanted to shoot for a uh, a gastropub kind of experience, um, 
I'm not sure it's exactly gastropub. It might be more uh, upscale sports bar, but they're a lot of fun. They do a lot of volume and, and uh, really have uh, captured their local markets where they are. Is that the um, back porch? That's the back porch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And so, uh, you know, we, we, uh, th those are thriving. We've got, um, uh, we've got big fin, uh, Russell's and, and back porch. And then we've got, uh, in 10 days from now, um, uh, Willie's original and, and Frenchie's wood fired going. Um, so, uh, and then we've got a couple more restaurants, uh, later on this fall and, and, and into next year that are already signed. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, you spoke earlier about, uh, Zoe, um, she's absolutely, uh, uh, a big part of the show. Um, I think, I think when we, when we moved back from California, I moved back first in January. Um, and, uh, Zoe let the boys, uh, finish high school in California. Um, so she joined me later on after, after their graduation in June. And I, I, it, I guess it wasn't part of the original plan that she would get, uh, dragged into all this. <laughs> <laughs> but, things, but the train left the station faster than anybody knew and so uh, she jumped on board um you know uh she, you know her very well she's got great experience and, and background um with you know her time um with Rolle and chateau uh places in in europe uh, that was before euro disney then her time at euro disney um and then you know all her hotel experiences in france uh, and the U.S. and um, you know, most recently, prior to all this, uh, when she was managing at the uh, Long Beach Convention Center in California, mm -hmm. so she she's definitely got a powerful background in this. Um, you know, she's um, she's really the the I don't want to say the face, but she she's really what uh, what the Russell's restaurant people uh, have got to know, and 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 the guests love her. Um, I'll bet. I'll bet. I guess let's face it, Corinne. She's probably a million times better looking than I am. So. Oh, that's too right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, she she's just fantastic. She's got a, a a really great, captivating style with the with the guests and the customers. And and that restaurant is, is boutiquey. And there's two. It's right in the middle of two of Orlando's most affluent uh, neighborhoods. Um, so it's it's really kind of a, a a neighborhood spot, if you would call it that, and, and and it really needs somebody that that builds the rapport with the with the locals and knows their names and knows their likes and everything. So she she's just fabulous with that. Um, oh, and then also with with uh, with the team, um, you know, I guess uh, uh, I don't know how to quote it, but she's she's that tough, loving Irish mother that everybody needs. <laughs> <laughs> That's whether they know they need it or they don't. But. That's right. But anyways, um, yeah, and the two boys, um, although they're uh, they're still in the middle of their studies, um, they're they're working uh, part time. Although their their version of part time is probably somebody else's full time. But um, you know, Patrick's at Big Fin. Um, you know, he's the head bar uh, guy there, and and um, and doing great. And the the, the customers know him, and it, it's really fantastic for him. And Hunter's over at Russell's and um, kind of likes that that uh, that more boutique style. I think is is where he's headed. Um, so everything's going great. Um, you know, like I said earlier, it's too soon to tell what they'll do with it. Um, and uh, and either way, everything is fine. It, it'll it'll be just fine. 
And didn't you bring back with you a couple of your old cronies to join the team? Oh, yeah. Good thing that you, uh, you, jogged, you jogged that point. Um, yeah, you know, as I, uh, as I bought um, uh, Russell's, or it was called Mesa 21 before that, um, as I bought that, okay, I knew I had, you know, one of the most beautiful locations and settings uh, in Orlando. And I wanted to do high-end food, you know, but with a relaxed atmosphere. But, but I really wanted the food to be top-notch and the best. And, and I started to, um, you know, to think about and, and talk to a few of, of, of our mutual old friends that are, that are around here and, you mm-hmm. know, who's, who's the right person and, and whatnot. And uh, it didn't take me very long. Uh, to go back to uh, my old dear friend, uh, Emmanuel Clement. Yeah, Emmanuel, bless. I mean, he's he's fantastic. I mean, to you two guys together again, what a riot that must be. Well, what's really funny is uh, we, we started working together at the Parker Meridian uh, in 1985. So I'm sorry, I'm showing my age now. <laughs> but um, we worked there together and, you know, several years. And then we all went our own ways. And then we bumped into each other at Euro Disney again, you know. Um, and then uh, and then again uh, with uh, when when uh, he joined me at Planet Hollywood in Europe. Um, so we've always stayed very good friends. And a funny little story. When I when I bought the restaurant um, uh, in the end of 19, I was sitting here. OK, who am I going to have as a, uh, as a chef partner? And Emmanuel and I used to talk, you know, every every eight months or so, just a quick phone call. How are you doing? And we were about due with that, with that, hello, how are you, uh, anyway. So I called him up, and I said, hey, how you doing? He said, uh, he says, good. And I said, well, what are you doing these days? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> and, uh, and he said, well, he said, I just sold my two restaurants in Mallorca, and I'm going to have to figure out what to do next. I said, oh, well, wow. I said, why don't you come over here and we'll do a restaurant together, you know? So um, two weeks later, he was on a plane and, and he was kicking around Orlando and, and it wasn't even any hesitation. We, we teamed right back up again. So, um, you know, I, I sold him part of the business. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, a chef and owner uh, as well. Excellent. Uh, so and it's great because, you know, he's just such a fabulous person. He's, he's just a, a really, really great human being. Um, and probably one of the best damn chefs that, that I know of on the planet. So, um, so that's been fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, Emmanuel, uh, he's a fantastic uh, professional, and uh, I'm really glad to hear you're back together again. That helps you, too, when you have somebody that you're accustomed to working with and that you trust. And so that's, that's really great. I mean, as you know, Philippe, on Pass It On with CWR Talent, all of my guests are, are very serious, successful leaders in their own right, and they all have a secret sauce to their success. And on the business side of this entrepreneurial experience, to what would you attribute your overall ability to succeed, Philippe? How hard do you work to get that balance right? You know, um, You've got to have you've got to have powerful focus. Um, you know, whatever you choose, um, you've got to be the best at it. Um, 
you know, I, I uh, hey, it wasn't easy for me back in those days in New York, you know, when I just finished college and um, I was working seven days a week, uh, you know, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day uh, in New York City. And, and um, you know, all my friends were going to the beaches in Long Island and, and, and I never got to do that for several years. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, I, I uh, whether you call it paying your dues, but um, I, I grinded long and hard to really acquire some some strong acumen uh in this in this business um you know i think corinne uh to answer your question that there there really is no no cheap shortcut to all this you know no Uh, you've got it you've got to learn it and if you don't want to fail you 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 better be the best damn expert at it as you can possibly be um you know a funny little note i had a i had a boss um uh, a while back uh here in the u.s uh, who who was very proud and bold to say, uh, I don't work hard, I work smart. Um, but uh, and when it came to the, to the operations and the businesses, he was the biggest idiot that didn't have a clue. And people used to laugh at the guy. And, and um, so so I think that goes to say, um, no, you, you really have to, to, uh, to invest yourself and plunge into it and love it. Um, whatever it is you do, You've got to have that love for the business. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's what I've always had for the restaurant business. Uh, I love great food. Uh, maybe my waistline shows that a bit too much. but um, <laughs> And, I, uh, and I, love, um, I love to see people having a good time. It, and this may sound corny, uh, but when I see my customers you know, having a great time and they're pleased and they're happy and they're dying to come back. I mean, that just, that just gets my juices flowing. I, I love that. And that's, that's satisfaction to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of what I, you know, when I left what I was doing and, and, and just want to do it on my own um, it is, um, is I wanted to create a company with a, with a great internal culture uh, that really took care of our people. And, and, uh, and I honestly mean it. Uh, you know, there's nobody else. It's, you know, it's our company. Um, There's no corporate, there's no board, there's no shareholders, none of that. Um, And and what's really important to me is is our employees uh, and and our our people and their family to us. Um, And and we really treat them as family. I think you've got to, you've got to have the passion for your teams and you've got to be dedicated to them. Um, and, and I think that's, that, that creates the, the, the atmosphere and the vibe in the business. Uh, Corrine, uh, you know, if you talk about the, 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 the secret sauce or the special recipe, uh, better, um, you better have some thick skin in this business. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, I think you've talked about that in some of your other guests that you've had, but you, you yes. gotta have thick skin. You can't let the the stupid stuff <laughs> bother you for more than a second, you know. Mm. Uh, and, and part of the thick skin, you know, you also need when you're coming out in, in in negotiations, whether you're negotiating negotiating a purchase of a business or if it's a lease or whatever it is, um, you've got to have the the emotional intelligence to to negotiate a great deal. Um, you know, I, I always look at deals as as win win, right? Um, there's some people that are, that are looking to uh, to be hogs and come out with a hundred percent win on their side, and that, that's never a good business deal. Um, you know, things have to be a, a win win for both both sides. Um, mm-hmm. 
and, and you have to just know not to take things personal um, while you're going through all those times. Um, I think uh, the other big piece of it, Corrine, is is you've got to have the, the strong financial acumen. Um, you know, it's good for people if they want to uh, go into the entrepreneurial side of, of the restaurant business. It's good for them to, uh, as they say, have cut their teeth uh, in, in other companies. It's probably the best way to learn. Um, but knowing, knowing the financial side uh, is crucial and it will make or break uh, anybody's venture. Uh, that, uh, I would say you better get your, your, your funding to be nice and strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, <coughs> um, he knows that uh, better than all of us who, who live through uh, 2020, you know? Um, mm. we, we made it, we made it through 2020. I got to tell you, there was a lot of moments where we were gritting our teeth <laughs> and, um, you know, wondering, holy smokes, how much more of this can we take, you know? Yeah. And, and getting pretty darn close to the, to the waterline. Um, but, um, you know, you just got to make sure you've got your proper funding for, for what you do. Um, uh, uh, to your people, as I said earlier, um, I, I really, that people side of it is is really key to me. Um, it's dear to my heart. Um, it, it's it's a part of everything that I do every day in business. I I, I believe in uh, being totally honest with people. You know, always acting with integrity, always being respectful of people, even the people that do the stupidest stuff that you can ever imagine. Um, stay respectful and constructive. Uh, the respectful, constructive thing is you need to go out the door. <laughs> but in any case, you've got it. You've got to be honest and genuine and respectful with people. Uh, you know, you, we always hear about, you know, uh, people tell us always, oh, you know, today's generation is so difficult. Uh, they don't care, you know. And, and again, uh, I say bullfrog to that, too, because I, I, I see that, um, you know, today's generation is just as great as, as, as before. They're they're just as smart, if not smarter, um, and they can tell when when you're being honest with them. They can tell when you care, um, and 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 maybe they are more. Uh, they're quicker at making decisions. Um, they see that when somebody doesn't care about them, then they're going to not care about you real fast. Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess they're they're not as slow and uh, dumb as we were in our past, where we put <laughs> up with. We put up with bad behavior quite a lot back then, and 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 that just doesn't fly anymore. So uh, you better get your act straight. You better uh, invest and care about people. And um, I don't think that's much of a secret sauce. That's just common sense. That is, in fact, what what's next for Vio Hospitality, Philippe? New concepts uh, at CWR Talent. We like to hear about forward motion and future thinking. So what's next? Gosh almighty, I think I scare Zoe with all the things that I come home and say every week. Um, <laughs> but we, we, had, we had four restaurants. We, we sold one uh, in November of, uh, of last year. You know, it was last year was a terrible year. Somebody walks up and wants to give you a big pile of money. Uh, take it, <laughs> you know. So yeah. we had four. We, we, we cut back to three. Uh, as I said earlier, we got two more restaurants, um, uh, Willie's Original and Frenchie's Woodfired. They're going to open in, in 10 days from now before the end of this month. Um, we already have uh, four more restaurants on the north side of Orlando uh, that are already signed uh, and, and shovels in the ground already. 
Um, so, uh, so those four are gonna uh, gonna head up, and um, we'll loop back around. But it's uh, it's our dear friend Roland that's just joined my team uh, to to manage that business. Um, I've already got. Oh two... yes, the Roland Rutkins. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Roland as well. Yeah, Roland. Roland's great. Uh, you and I have known him forever. Yeah. Um, since 1991, he's fantastic. Um, you know, joined uh, two weeks ago, and as I said, that group of four restaurants that's going to open in November, December, um, with, with so much going on, I needed a, a, a real, true, and reliable powerhouse to 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 make sure that's executed uh, properly. Um, those those are big. Those are some big restaurants in there, and what we're doing, and some really cool concepts. Um, so, uh, being spread out, you know, a, a little bit, uh, more geographically, maybe that's maybe 50, 60 miles away, just takes a little <laughs> bit more time. And, uh, with, with everything else going on, um, uh, I don't want to have too much of a bloated, uh, corporate company, which we do not have. Um, but Roland was just the right guy to bring on for, for that, um, for that upcoming growth. Um, we also have, uh, two, uh, Restaurants that I've already, uh, I've already signed uh, the deals for 2022, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've got you know uh, with my hotel background, Kareen, I've got two hotels that I'm negotiating right now. We're we're pretty advanced on those, but you know, signed yet, but we're we're pretty far down the road on, on on those negotiations. And whether it's those or or if it's another one, I definitely absolutely want to do a hotel deal uh, here in the in the upcoming future. So. There's a lot of great stuff coming. Uh, zero debt. Um, be comfortable with that. Um, yes. You know, we don't we don't have a huge uh, huge corporate overhead. I don't need that. Uh, we're, we're sort of lean and mean. We're we're very healthy financially. Uh, we stay very close to our business. Everything is is really uh, really doing fantastic. Um, so we're going to grow, and we're going to grow. Um, you know, logically and and and, and aggressively. Uh, and hopefully never make a uh, mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can hear that. And I doubt you will make too many mistakes if I know you. I'd like to thank you, Philippe, for being such a good sport and joining me on Pass It On so that you can pass on some of your advice to our aspiring leaders and mentors around the world. You're a star, and it's been a real pleasure. I wish you much success growing VO Hospitality and can't wait to swing again. Yes, thank you, Corrine. It's, a, it's been a pleasure um, joining you uh, on Pass It On. I think what you do is, is really fabulous, Corrine. Um, you know, we, we have to share and, and, and help, um, you know, the future leaders of this industry. Um, I, I look to do that in my business. I look to, to recruit uh, young people um, with, with sometimes not very much experience, but if they've got the passion and desire, um, I, I really have a lot of time and interest in, in, in helping, um, you know, the future leaders of this business. What you do is great. What you do is great, Corrine. It's always been great. Uh, you've been a, a huge mentor to many people in our industry. Um, and, and I'll take this little opportunity to thank you for everything you've done for all the people we know uh, and for all the help and development and grooming that you've given me. So thank you, Corrine. Uh-huh. Oh, you're very kind, Philippe. And I can't wait to come see you guys. I will be there soon. Okay, be well. Thank you, Philippe. Bye-bye. 
Well, that's all the time we have today, ladies and jelly beans. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Pass It On with CWR Talent. If you'd like to reach out to our guests, please let us know and we'll pass it on. Please give us a follow and a like, and please, please share this with your networks across your social media platforms to reach more aspiring leaders. We appreciate your support. And also, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Nancy Sharp from the Cider House Studio, who provides our artwork for our pages. Thank you, Nancy. Nancy makes art that makes people happy. I know it does me. Thank you. See you soon.